0: Join, converse, inspire. Welcome to the JCI Rise Project Series, highlighting some of the incredible impact
1: our members create from coast to coast. This is the JCI Canada Podcast.
2: Hi, JCI Canada. We are here with the 2019 Conference Organizing Committee, the COC, from our 2019 JCI Canada National Convention there are four of us. (laughs) Uh, I kind of like herding cats, but (laughs) but I wanted to get this team together to talk on the podcast about our experience in organizing the convention for last year. And while it's not part of 2020 or any of the initiatives that have come out of COVID, it is relevant in amplifying leadership and building up our leaders here in JCI Canada. So Let's get started. Ladies, let's do a round table introducing ourselves to JCI Canada and the rest of the world who are listening. And then we'll talk about the structure and the organization of the convention itself.
1: My name is Nicola Dent. I have been with JCI for 10 years. I'm Senator number 75332. And I was really excited when Amanda brought the idea of bringing the National Convention to Vernon.
0: Hi, everyone. My name is Amanda Williams. I joined JCI back in 2008 with JCI Okanagan. My senator number is 76555. And uh, we'll talk a bit more about how I was inspired to get JCI Vernon to take on this project.
3: Hi, everyone. My name is Uta Cummings. I do not have a senator number. (laughs) I've been with JCI Vernon since 2014. And uh, yeah, just loved jumping on board with the organizing of the NETCON last year.
2: Hi everybody, I'm Sue Salamose. You've heard me lots this year. I am part of the JCI Vernon chapter. I am Senator number 77603 and was part of the COC for NATCON last year. So Amanda, why don't you talk about where the inspiration came from for bringing the project to Vernon? So back in 2017,
0: um, JCI Canada's National Convention was hosted and held in Vancouver. And I think it was in late spring. The national board was looking for assistance and just, you know, planning that convention and getting, you know, some of the speakers together and training and things like that together. And so I had stepped up to help sit on that committee. And I think we had a pretty good convention. It was planned by, I think, was it seven or eight of us? And most of us were not actually physically living in Vancouver. So we were doing everything remotely. And it was like, at the gala dinner at that national convention, that one of our JCI Vernon senators kind of looked and commented, and he said, most of the organizing committee is actually from JCI Vernon. So there was four of us, Sue and Nicole and myself, and also Sandra Samo, who had helped plan that convention. So I thought, you know what, if JCI Vernon <laughs> could help pull off this event from a distance, you know, planning it from afar, then we could probably put on a great convention if it was hosted in our home city.
2: When Amanda brought up this idea, she had talked to us, a few of us, and I think all separately. Yes. Uta and Nicola and me, all <laughs> separately. And we all said, I'll co-chair. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's how I did it. It wasn't like on purpose, but I just wanted to feel out and just see if there was an interest and also a passion for us to host it. Yeah. So I had all these separate conversations. Everyone was keen on being co-chair. And then I remember probably thinking to myself like, oh,
3: I have a <laughs> lot of co-chairs.
0: But you know what? Like having four co-chairs is not a bad thing. The way I think we saw it was that we are like collectively, we're a group of very experienced members. And if we could do a lot of the heavy lifting, our chapter, you know, the other members or fellow members could enjoy the convention that much
1: more. And we know that attending a convention usually makes for a longer term member. Once they've been to a convention, they enjoy it. So we really wanted to get JCI Vernon to be able to attend it and enjoy it.
3: Yeah, like Amanda was saying, she just had a conversation with each of us individually, and we all kind of were really keen on co sharing with her, which ended up to be all the four of us, which I think was just really nice also for their camaraderie, and just to be together and having some nice evening, some couple of bottles of wine, and getting the thing <laughs> off, a good, off to a good start. Yeah, and we all just really picked our, I would say, almost favorite roles for the convention and, and ran with it.
1: I think it was nice for the roles when we chose extra things besides just being a co-chair. We all had another hat we put on. We all chose something that wasn't necessarily our comfort zone. It was something that we wanted to try, and we all knew it was a safe environment to try it in. We had each other to support each other.
2: And that's one of the beautiful things about JCI is that you can dive into something brand new. You have no idea what you're doing, but you know you've got a ton of support. And with four of us as co-chairs, I mean... What an awesome safety net. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we've got through the introduction, the purpose, how do we engage the chapter? How do we engage the community? So Amanda, you did sponsorship? I did do sponsorship. Yeah. So I had the support of
0: uh, some of our senators to assist with getting some of our large sponsorships and kind of speaking to what you had said before the safety net of JCI. I know that I did struggle with sponsorship a bit later in the year, that year leading up to NatCon. And I know this committee, and I know it's especially Nicola, (laughs) really stepped up and really helped meet our sponsorship targets that we had set out. So that really helped a lot. By the four of us taking, you know, not just co-chairing, like we said, but taking a specific role on, we allowed uh, our committee, um, anyone else who joined our committee to take on, You know, something hopefully a bit more fun and a bit more engaging to do. And then we also have seen that occasionally when chapters do host a convention as large as a national one, they do burn out. So we were quite aware of that and we wanted to make sure that our members didn't feel that same kind of strain. And they didn't have to wear multiple hats leading up to the convention. So that's why, like Nicola said, attending the convention is usually your membership, you know, retention. We wanted to make that the focus. So that's how we felt like we could, you know, provide additional kind of membership engagement.
1: Yeah. And I think it worked out really well for the people who joined the committee. And they could choose things that they wanted to do, things that they hadn't done before. We also asked certain people to join our committee who may not have thought about doing it because we know that they had a certain point of view that they might want to bring to it, or like Dan for the minute to win it and the hosting the morning shows. he's really <laughs> yeah. enjoys that. he's so good at being up front and we wanted to showcase that. okay, so step by step,
2: Amanda, when did you start having these conversations? September 2017
0: that was Vancouver National Convention. A few weeks later, I know I already started considering like could Vernon do that and I guess funnily enough, I think at our September meeting, I was nominated for chapter president and I was actually considering it. Like I didn't totally throw the idea out and I did talk to one of our chapter senators and I'm like, if I were to choose one option, which one, you know, do you think would have the greatest impact? Anyways, so I I chose to go with the convention. Yeah, so I talked to you, I think we went to Kamloops in November 2017, yep. and I would have talked to both of you sometime.
1: I was facilitating Laura's president's the executive oh, retreat. Okay. Yeah. okay. and you talked to me at her Oh, retreat. that's right, yeah. So that and would then have been December went, 2017.
0: Was, yeah. December yeah. for okay. Christmas. So and I feel like in January of 2018,
2: I feel like at that point, we are like, yeah. We had our first
1: meeting. We had our yeah. first meeting. <laughs>
2: So in order to plan a convention, I mean, we took nearly two years. Yeah. And that's probably a good timeline if you want to put all the thought that needs to go into it to empower those members, right? We kind of started, Uta, I think your role was like the first up to bat. Like you, you were the first one because you did venue. Yeah,
3: I was in charge of all the venue organization and everything. So in Vernon, we've been using the lodge a lot and we kind of just wanted to get away from that and just try something new. So we went with a different hotel with the Prestige this time. Yeah, just had our challenges with them <laughs> while we were organizing this conference for a good year and a half. I think I talked to four different people that were in charge of the <laughs> event side from the hotel. Some of it played in our favor. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But uh, there was definitely some challenges just all the time, every time again, over and over to explain what the deal was and what the other people had promised, what we could do and get that organized. But I guess, again, also because we started so early, it was fairly easy to secure the venue for quite a busy conference time in September, including the rooms and everyone. So everyone could stay at the hotel and we didn't get like spread out of town and
1: had a good time all together. And we ran into challenges with the venue. Oh, yeah. um, Uta, they called Uta and told her that they had taken down the partitions of how we were separating oh, our rooms. Right. So it oh, definitely yeah. threw a wrench into what we were doing.
2: Oh, and the replacements were on backwards. Yeah, like so we just had a, had a, a giant boomer. Right? We yeah. couldn't get the petition, so we had <laughs> yeah. to reshovel all our rooms. How do you run a yoga session in the morning right next to setup of the morning show where they're doing sound checks? Yep. <laughs> like, NGA in the third yeah. room. Oh my gosh,
1: yeah.
3: And and, and that it, was only about eight weeks maybe before the conference, not even. So
1: yeah, that yeah. was definitely a... Definite, yeah. Yeah and it it ran some issues for us but you would not know it from the convention side from people attending you would not know that we had issues going on in the background at all we kept it all in the committee and kept our communication all positive going forward because that part doesn't need to be seen uh uta did a really good job of dealing with the hotel and i stepped in with uta and helped her with that (laughs) and we worked out a very good deal that towards the chapter and the conference to make sure that we we all were happy in the end. And we had a good relationship with the hotel. And I think that was a main thing is that because you'd been doing it so long, Uta, that you had a good relationship with the hotel. And we had been invited back. So that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. Let's do it again. When COVID is over, and we can actually
2: all get together. We'll do part two. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, and one of the other projects that we highlight on this series is talking about a student leadership academy. I'm leading into my role, which was training, yeah. organizing the training. And at the, the student leadership academy, I asked how they found the process of finding the trainers and, and, and how easy it was or difficult or whatever yeah. else. And, and they said it was really easy because nobody said no. And really, like, a a lot of the same experience for me in getting trainers for national convention. I actually had a couple of people reach out to me wanting to do a training. Of course, they were JCI members, and they know that the opportunity is there. Um, But luckily, we were able to provide some pretty awesome training. Uh, You know, we had an opportunity to bring our international vice president, Nadia Maret from Belgium to vernon Mm -hmm. to run a training she's bilingual so she did it in english and french Uh, the training was on the united nations sustainable development goals we ran uh, JCI facilitator, so we had Mike yeah. and Liz Matika run that one, and I heard great feedback on that. Mm-hmm. One of the trainings we had, we were going to do was in, in French, and unfortunately, the trainer had to, to cancel attendance at the last minute, so we had to pivot on that, but right with yeah. any convention, you've got timelines and things that are up in the air and juggling and yeah. other things going late, so it was really easy to make it work.
3: Yeah. I think just to say it too, like, I think we had a really um, motivating and influencing um, guest speaker, or um, our keynote,
2: our uh, keynote key lunch yeah. speakers, yeah. they were so excited to be asked. So we, it was Mike Shaw, Josh Dewitt, and Brad Swanson. They're a, a, an amazing trio here out of Vernon, inspiring, you know, yeah. they all come from different backgrounds, but they teamed up and presented a really cool mm-hmm. keynote for us that was super inspiring. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. If I could just touch, uh, I think you mentioned like pivoting. With the training. On our last full day of the convention, we had an awesome community project planned. And we tried, oh, oh my goodness, yeah. we tried oh, to brainstorm so for an idea that was a bit different than, you know, the last few years of NatCon and those community projects that were uh, undertaken. And we were going to go and paint a fence, some sections of a fence at a local seniors' uh, care home. And unfortunately, the weather just did not cooperate.
1: And we had a great sponsor for that, too. We had a great sponsor for that, too. Kenwood, one of our senators who um, he works for, his company had sponsored it. Yeah. Um, And we thank them so much for that. Yes,
0: yeah. And we had, I think, a portion of our painting supplies also, you know, sponsored by a local uh, paint shop but it was the weather. Somebody went out and kind of checked and they're like, it's just not worth painting. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. so we had to pivot for that as well. And Mm -hmm. I think within an hour, (laughs) we figured out our, our alternate, alternate, our alternate, alternate it was It
2: was two days before yeah. we were looking at the weather okay. forecast, yeah. and our contact—no, it was Amy Markin mm-hmm. who was yeah. helping yeah. one of our jci vernon Senators. Amy yeah. Markin was she worked at the retirement home. Yeah, works mm-hmm. at the retirement home. She works for that company. Yeah. She worked for the company, yeah. and she said that they had tested the fence, and even yeah. if it stopped raining, it would not be yeah. dry enough for us to yeah. paint. So two days before we're trying to figure out an idea we called the, the lo- local rock climbing gym Yeah then we give them a deposit
1: just give them a deposit that is right yeah we (laughs) we
0: put a few things into motion but really it was that morning that we're like okay like it's just not gonna happen and uh
2: so we had this the entire rock climbing studio booked out and so we were able to have a a big group of us from national Mm -hmm. convention go rock climbing and learn about rock climbing instead of painting fences so sustainable development goal number three Good health and well being. Oh, there we are you, go. there you go. Be flexible. <laughs> be flexible. Definitely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I forgot about that. That was. That's a great story. For me, I yeah. think this is one of the best things that I've done in my JCI career was be part of the planning committee for this NatCon and to do it for your own chapter in your own hometown. It was amazing. It just. It made me feel good. It made me feel connected with people. I really enjoyed the senator aspect of what we added to the convention and we had senators from all across Canada and some from the US that came, so it was a very big contingent of senators and they were also motivating to talk to about past things that they'd been to and they felt so, so happy that they had been invited to our convention and what we had planned for them on the excursions and just being involved and that just, that just made me feel warm and at heart and I still talk to a bunch of them so it's great. This was the first
2: time we had the convention, yeah. the crew meeting for senators and, and the foundation, foundation yeah. had yeah. their meeting. yeah. So yeah, like to me like
0: to echo what Nicola said, yes, I feel like this is one of the biggest impacts on me in, in my JCI career. Nicola and I and Sue, we've all sat as chapter presidents and and that's also had its challenges and its rewards. Um, but this is a nice way for me to. Uh, have ended my JCI career as a as a member. Yeah, I was just so impressed by how our group pulled together, how our chapter pulled together, how we were able to provide our chapter with some financial security Mm -hmm. going into the next year. Because in 2019, Mm -hmm. our chapter had made the decision not to pursue a large project and to back 2019 national
2: convention. So and it, before you go, yeah. the large project was one that we took off. Yes. So the our, 2019 was the first year we didn't run our hospital gala, yeah, which, which was, was like our huge our signature yeah. event. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it it was a gamble. Like, you know,
0: national convention, I mean, for different chapters has probably proved to be financially successful and others maybe not so much, but we were able to going into 2020 have, you know, Uh, Provided our chapter with that security and one of the memories i think that's going to stick with me is like on our gala evening that last night we were all together i was just so floored and just so pleased that we had so many of our fellow jc's stay and dance until Mm -hmm. the very very end like the dj was told like by the hotel Mm -hmm. that he had to shut her down (laughs) and we're like one more song and i just feel like looking back and you know, other conventions that we've attended, sometimes you don't get such a large turnout, but we just had so many people on the dance floor and what was like that one last song, like We, we Are the World. We are
2: the World and it was that
0: giant oh, my song. Yeah, oh, and we were oh, just oh, swearing. So yeah, we're like, oh my goodness. Like it was just so special for you know, for everyone who was there. So that's gonna that's gonna stay with me.
3: Yeah, Aww. now that Amanda reminded me on that I'm almost tearing up. It was amazing. <laughs> I think for me, it was also like just the connectedness with yeah, the other chapters in Canada. Um, JCM Montreal, was has just, just been charted that year, and they brought out yeah. like 10 people mm-hmm. or so. So a lot of French-speaking guests, which I do not do, but it was still <laughs> just amazing to connect with them and to meet them. Um, I really enjoyed that factor about it so I think that's also why we were trying to offer the French training yeah and I think just in general I learned a lot being on the co-chair in the committee and just organizing the event even though I do that for my job as well it's so different doing it for JCI and just having the support from the other experienced co-chairs too I definitely learned a lot and yeah I'm really thankful for that experience
2: one of the things I did want to say is There's two sides to being on an organizing committee. If you've been to a convention that's blown your socks off, right? An amazing convention, your camaraderie, fellowship, connecting with other chapters, learning, growing as leaders, uh, everything is inspiring and great. On the flip side, for me, I tend to take on too many things. What? You? No, No, not you, Sue. Sue. Never mind. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you playing, one of the things that I found was that I, there are times where I almost felt isolated because we were so focused on making sure the convention was great for everyone else. Yeah. There is a flip side. And I'm, I'm not going to end this on that note. <laughs> but but I do want it to be... It, it is one of those things that, that you need to remind yourself that you are also... Not only are we empowering and helping develop young leaders across Canada, but you're also learning and growing yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's bigger than me. It's bigger than any one individual person. So having the experience to organize that convention, yes, hands down, was one of the greatest memories. That circle at the end of our gala dinner where we were all yeah. singing and swaying and dancing together, it was really emotional and powerful.
3: Uta, are you still crying? <laughs> <laughs> I was pregnant but, at the time, too. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. <laughs> were.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jacob wasn't there. But it, it's also exhausting. Yeah. It
0: is really exhausting. Oh my goodness, there were some long days. Yeah, yeah. like
1: 5 a.m. and then 12 p.m. or 12 a.m. Yeah. at night. I you're think like, I maxed out about like, three yeah. hours of sleep every night. <laughs> I was doing the budget every day at the end in yeah. my, oh my hotel goodness. room, Yeah, running the numbers so I knew where we were. Well, that's your learning opportunity, right? Yeah. Running those numbers
2: yeah. every day <laughs> on a multiple-day event. you got to make sure you're on top of the Oh numbers. my God, everyone, give me the receipts. <laughs> give
1: me the receipts. Come on, let's go, let's go. <laughs> What do you mean you lost your check? How did you lose your check? I don't have enough to write more.
2: Are you done? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. It was a very positive experience, and uh, thanks for listening to this episode. This is how we do in JCI Canada. Join, converse, inspire.